guys, welcome to episode 25 of the Humanity Jitsu podcast. We totally didn't spend 40 minutes talking before this episode, so sure didn't. <laughs> I don't take too kindly to the accusation, by the way. I'm joined by the amazing, the tumultuous, the fucking handsome, devious bastard, Drew Phoenix. What is up, Drew? Hey, what's up, you fecker? <laughs> uh, guys, I gave him a bit of a crash course in Irish slang and stuff before we started. So awesome. <laughs> All right. So, guys, uh, if you don't know Drew, I, I first ca- became aware of him on the Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Uh, and since I aped Chewy's style and stuff, that's pretty much what I'm going for. Uh, Drew was really fucking funny and insightful and stuff. Plus, he makes some great ass mm-hmm. content on, on Instagram. Thanks like, so. uh, by it's on at Drew Phoenix. It'll be in the description if anyone wants to see it or any, anything. So there'll be no confusion about where to find this amazing man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Drew, do you want to tell everyone where you're from and where you train in case they want to get around with you sometime? Oh, yeah. So I'm in South Florida. I train at GF Team Fort Lauderdale. I'm a brown belt under AJ Souza. And I yeah, like I said, I live in South Florida. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, it's funny because like uh we actually have so many fucking guys from GF team come over to our gym to do seminars. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, really? Yeah, we had Vitor Oliveira, Gutenberg right. Piera, Jake McKenzie. Jake McKenzie oh, is actually my Jake. first ever se- Ah, Jake's the man. That was my first ever seminar. I, I knew Jake since I was a blue belt when I used to train on the cyborg. Ah, oh, dude. Jake's yeah. the fucking man. Dude, yeah, his, he, I got his deep half instructional there recently. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, because when I was a blue belt, deep half was it. Like, we didn't have Baron Bolos. So, like, like before, like, Baron Bolos and footlocks were a thing, um, deep half was it. And I remember learning a lot of deep half from him. Man, how the hell did you live in a world without Baron Bolos? That's like living in a world without electricity. What the hell? Man, and you know what's really messed up? Is that I, I, it was like 2011, right, 2012, when Baron Bolos started to get, it just started to get popular, right? And I tore my ACL that year. And I fell into the nastiest depression of my life. And I was out of jiu-jitsu for three years. So imagine, Baron Bolo just got popular. I'm out for three years, and I come back, and that was hell trying to catch up. Man, that's like being in a coma for three years, and your fucking country gets invaded, and everyone's speaking a <laughs> new language. Exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to just put on a white belt again. I was a blue. I want to oh. put my white belt on again. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, man. bullshit. <laughs> Man, you're straight up tripping if you think I'm doing this in Burton shit. Go out of that. Yeah, what is that? What happened to Deep Half? Man, what the fuck? It's yeah, like, yeah. oh no, it's like, uh, did you ever see the episode of like uh, South Park where like there's a different fad every day? Oh, today it's uh, Ching Pokemon and stuff. And then when, <laughs> when your man Kyle tries to get all the stuff, he comes back a day late. It's like, oh no, we're into fucking Digimon now and stuff. It's like trying to catch up with fads and stuff each day. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen that episode of South Park. But there's one that I that I've seen recently that I just can't stop watching. It's the one about Butters and he becomes a pimp. 
money. Y'all bitches don't make some motherfucking money, man. Fucking kiss company, boy. What the fuck, exactly. man? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Y'all bitch. Want to make some fucking paper? Yeah, that would have hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. I uh, see. What's it? The first day for episode of South Park I watched, I remember this story. I was be- I was like seven years old or something. I was being oh, babysat. Man. And like, uh, 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 it was the ninja episode. It was the one, uh, Good Times of Weapons, or it's drawn like anime. Uh-huh. And uh, I asked the babysitter what this was. She's like, oh, yeah, this is handicaps. I didn't know what the fuck a handicap was or what South Park was. So I was like, yeah. Ugh. And then I seen someone get ninja star throwing their eye. I'm like, I fucking love this show. <laughs> my my first uh, my first encounter with South Park was the movie. Surprisingly. Oh my gosh. Like, so it's like, man, I watched that movie so much. It was like, shut your fucking face, uncle fucker. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, Jonna, I know something funny. See, uh, the title of the movie is called South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, right? Uh-huh. Oh. That's a dick. That's a dick joke. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know? Do you know? Do you know why the movie's called that? Because the movie was supposed to be called South Park Goes to Hell, but they didn't approve that title and they didn't get the dick joke. So like, oh yeah, that that title's good. Wow. That's awesome. Ooh. Oh, see, before we get into it, uh. The guys who made that made a movie called Team America. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. Fuck yeah. I watched that in Fuck Iraq yeah. times. Oh, uh, man, I say that was a great morale Durka, Durka. builder. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Durka Durka Muhammad Jihad behind. <laughs> oh, Makalash. America. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. I uh, see. Because in Iraq, we had a... Uh, um, we used to go to the... There was like little, little like, uh, bazaar. I don't know if it was a bazaar, but there was like a little market that they used to have on bases. And the Iraqis had all the movies. Like, you used to get a DVD and it had, like, 12 movies on there. So, uh, we, we were, we, you know, we're not on missions and stuff. You know, we're bullshitting watching TV. And, man, we used to get all the craziest movies. And America, America's fuck yeah was one of them. <laughs> uh, man, did you ever fucking uh, buy an Xbox or something? And did anyone ever buy, like, Modern Warfare 2 and you get back from a long day? You're like, oh, man, why the fuck are you playing that? We just did this shit all fucking day. What the hell? We had we had, PlayStation, we had PlayStations, but we didn't have any war games. I didn't have any war games. And, and uh, this is 2005. I don't even think Call of Duty was out yet. Mm. I'll see. What was I thinking? I'm an old oh, speaker. yeah. <laughs> man, I I regret teaching you that word because you're gonna use it all the time. I'm gonna now. use that shit all the time. I use this with people over here. They're like, "What the fucker?" Like my oh. my boy from Ireland told me. <laughs> oh, while we're on the topic, since you said shit, there you used to say shite more. It's s h i t e, shite. Oh man, you you're ta- you're talking shite. You're talking shite. <laughs> shite talking. Right. See, what was I saying about the the Team America guys? Right, see. They got a shitload of money. I think it was like a tune of like two million dollars or something or ten or something. It was, it was a big number really? to make the movie. And it was about the, you know, the puppets and shit, because that's not cheap to animate. And the first shot of the movie looked like dog shit. And then they showed like because it was a marionette being controlled by another marionette. So it looked like shit on purpose. 
And then they show that to the execs and like, oh my God, this movie looks like shit. We spent so much money. Then it zooms out and it actually looks like good, looks good. And then just the biggest sigh of relief came over them. Like, oh God, thank God. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta admire that, that, that the craft of just fucking with people. Like, we oh. know you gave us a shitload of money, but we don't care. Yeah. You gotta love it. <laughs> that's, a, that's the American way. Just fucking with people. <laughs> <laughs> Ah uh, man, it's it's an expert craft fucking at people, especially in like jujitsu. Like toying with someone is so satisfying. Like, yeah, whatever, dude. Fuck you. I don't care. Yeah, oh, sorry. exactly. Oh, sorry, dude. I had to, I cracked my neck just there, so that's why I was like, oh. what the hell? How did you, man? That was loud, bro. I uh, no, dude. I have a fucked up neck. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I sleep very weird. Yeah. I like sleeping my head on my hand, so I'm prote- perpetually wrist locking myself all night. Hey man, nothing wrong with the wrist lock and the heel hook, bro. But man, right? imagine a gradual wrist lock over eight hours because you're sleeping on your hand. That's that's not good. I mean, you're such a gangster that you wrist lock yourself, bro. Imagine what you do to other people. Did you ever see that guy who heel hooked himself, like, because uh, he's so flexible, like he heel hooked himself? Yeah, I saw that shit and I was jealous because I'll never be able to heel hook myself like that, bro. Like, that takes talent. Uh, dude, you just got to sub- subscribe to uh, Yoga for BJJ. Not sponsored. Not sponsored? Well, since it's not sponsored, then I'm not subscribing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. If uh, they want my support, they got to sponsor this podcast. You heard it first. Uh-huh. Phoenix. Quotable. That's that's quite the list of demands there. Like, yeah, dude, if you want my support, you got to subscribe to this random podcast about a niche sport in a tiny country. Get on it, motherfucker. Hey, but that 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 tiny country is full of fucking warriors, bro. Mm. Yeah, like uh, I was mentioning this this to Drew before uh, we started recording. Like, man, like if you think about the European scene of jiu-jitsu, the w- Irish are actually pretty up there. Like the three biggest fucking uh, quality-wise jiu-jitsu, it's uh, it's England, Poland, and Ireland. Because like you wouldn't actually believe it, we have some good fucking people here. Yeah, for sure. But you guys. You guys, as a as a people, are just fighters. You know, you're warriors. Like you just have, it's just in you. Yeah, man, we you have know. we have the we have the daily fist fights on the streets. Everyone crowds around and throws bread at them like they're ducks or some shit. I don't know why they just do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't I couldn't even keep a straight face about that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, man, awesome. one thing I'm always curious about with each of my guests is, like, uh, how you got into martial arts, and did you train anything else before you started jiu-jitsu? So, it's interesting, because I used to watch UFC and be like, what the fuck are they doing on the ground? Like, stand up. So, I only like Tank Abbott, right? And uh, <laughs> I got into the Marine Corps, and I went to Iraq, came back, and then I signed up to a special duty assignment to guard embassies overseas. And right before, the, like a couple nights before I left, Anderson Silva fought, um, um, who did he fight? Uh, Rich Franklin. Right? I saw mm-hmm. that fight, and I was like, ooh, that was pretty good. right? But I still wasn't a UFC fan. So um, at this point, I was serving in Africa. And it was the year before I got out, and and I was I walked into the we had a marine house right it was it was a it was where all the marines stayed, and 
I walk into the Marine house, and all the Marines are watching Forrest Griffin versus Rampage Jackson. And I saw the post-fight interview, and, and Rampage is like, oh, well, no, we watched the fight, and then Joe Rogan asked Rampage, like, hey, what happened? Rampage is like, he whooped my ass. What do you want me to tell you? And I was like, I started laughing at the way that he said it. And I had the night shift that night, and I, I was on YouTube watching every Rampage Jackson clip there was. Right, so him slamming Ricardo Arona, all his battles with Vandalay Civil, I watched everything. And in one of his interviews, he said that the best fighter was BJ Penn. So then I look up BJ Penn and I see him jumping out of a pool. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I started watching BJ Penn's interviews and his fights. And then it came up that he won the world championships of jiu-jitsu uh, after three years as a, at Black Belt. So that started making me, then I started watching jiu-jitsu. And then, you know, I was watching like all like the old Marcelo Garcia and stuff. So I spent six months completely obsessed with UFC and jiu-jitsu before I got out. And while I was there, I was training a little Aikido because some of the local guard force trained our Aikido. So I was training with them a little bit. And then as soon as I got home, I started training jiu-jitsu. And... I've been addicted ever since. Mm. Oh, man, I always love those fucking stories of how uh, it's like a jujitsu anonymous meeting. Like, I am, uh, I'm Drew. I'm a jujitsu. Hi, Drew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, we, I should make a skit about that. It's like a fucking um, like a jujitsu anonymous meeting. Like, man, uh, time's been tough. I fucking uh, he looked a new white belts. And, uh, I, felt I, fe I, fe I felt good about it. I didn't even. I didn't even care. I didn't exactly. know what's wrong with me. No remorse. <laughs> he signed the waiver. Ah, fuck him. Uh, prison rules. <laughs> fuck him. Prison rules. <laughs> exactly no one. What it is. Uh, man, one of the great sayings I heard from uh, your podcast of Chewy was, "No one promised you a rose garden." That's pretty apt description. Oh yeah, and that applies both to the Marine Corps and Jiu-Jitsu. Right, because right. we're, we're, we're fighting at the end of the day is what we're doing. And what comes along with fighting is getting hurt. And it's, it's very interesting that with the threat of injury, right, if somebody holds on to a choke too long, right, if somebody rips a submission, it's like we all still have that addiction and we all train anyway. And a lot of the time, most often than not, when you do get injured, you rehab yourself and the and you just can't wait to get back on the mat. Mm. So it's very interesting, the psyche of people that do jujitsu. Man, it's like a it's like a productive addiction or anything. Like it's not like a, uh, he could say like counterproductive, getting injured and stuff. But you know, there's no real downsides besides that. There's like you're surrounded by amazing people on the daily, unless you train the shit gym, in which case go to a different yeah. one. You know, you're learning, you're learning how to protect yourself. You're learning a really cool skill. You're learning to compete real good if that's your thing. You know, yeah. there's nothing but positives, yeah, really. Really. And, you know, you have the camaraderie. Like, I've never seen a camaraderie as tight as the Marine Corps until I started training jiu-jitsu. Mm. It, it, um, it's certain, it's certain thing that happens with, like, a group of warriors, you know? Like, we all um, hate each other. 
Mm. I mean, it's the same for me because like when I was going, growing up and I was in school, I didn't really have that many friends. And then when I was doing every single one of my friends nowadays is from jiu-jitsu. Like they're like my brothers, man. I fucking I love them all. And they're all from jiu-jitsu, all my closest friends. Because, you know, if you trust someone enough to fucking let go of an arm bar when they're so close to breaking your arm, you can trust them with most anything, really, in my opinion. You know, like, that's my take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or, yeah, it just might be a weird sort of opinion, but this is me. Ah, I was like, <laughs> fucking knees hurting. <laughs> you know, just the bad one. It's not the Vinnie Magalishny I told you about. It's the right one. Oh, that's been... my God. Vinnie Magalish. Uh, that was a glorious one. Fair play to him. You know, he survived some brutal assaults, but, you know, inevitably, yeah, you get chipped away at it. So that was fucking good, though. Loved that. Yeah. Fucking Craig Jones, bro. <laughs> fuck, fuck Craig Jones. Fuck him. <laughs> I'll get him on the podcast. I'll be like, yo, Craig, can you hear me? Yeah? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it's the most unprofessional podcast in the world. I love it, bro. But this is this is the type of uh, this is this is the type of conversations that need to happen. Real conversations that are that are authentic. Mm. Like you know, this is like semi-scripted. It's not like super rigid like some other podcasts. Like you know, I just it's like bullet points that I just want to hit. It's not like a script, you know. But I just I have to like uh, in Ireland we have this expression. We, it's called having the crack. It's just, you know, having a bit of banter, fun, shooting the shit, having yeah. a bit of crack. That's C-R-A-I-C. Oh. Not like crack cocaine, crack fun, you know. I mean, nah, I, was, I was about to say, we can have a little crack too, but I don't even play around with that because I would never <laughs> do that shit. <laughs> hey, top of the morning, do you have a bit of crack here? Eh? sort of thing. Yeah. No, oh, sir. no, not crack cocaine, eh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's crazy. Man, that's fucked up. See, man, uh, one thing I'm always, like, wondering, what would you say is the, what would you say, the thing you struggled with most in your early days of training? Like, was there just a technique or concept that just wasn't getting in there? Bro, I've always, even to this day, I struggle with guard. I don't like it. I don't understand it. I just, I'm not a guard player. I, I just don't like it. So... Me, I've always wanted to take down and pass. And, and now that, like, I'm a leg locker, I, I my highest percentage entries are from passing. Mm. Like, because I will, I will, when I roll, like, I'll try to pass you to the But now there's, like, an imminent threat where you're thinking pass and I go to leg lock. Mm. Dude, it's like a fucking smokescreen effect, like the Sun Tzu. They think you're going to do one thing, but you do another thing. So fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was the biggest thing I struggled with is the guard. And mm. I don't like I don't know how um, one thing I do, too. And I'm a fucking brown belt, but like I don't like putting people in side control. I never felt comfortable just like pinning a person in side control. I would always what I would do is I'd reach under. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd smash my my shoulder into their face, and I'd reach under and grab the far side um, armpit, and then I'll take my other my, my other hand and block the hip and just kind of be like an in-between north-south position, just look like real heavy on your face. Mm. And then I, like, move from there, whether I go to mount or, you know, I go north-south or whatever. Like, 
that's that's the type of side control I like to play. So, but I never liked being on side control because I feel like a strong, explosive guy would always just like be able to just bench press me off of him. So I'm like, fuck that position. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh man, I I I'm right there with you. Like, it's not that I hate side control. It's just I fucking love north south. I love getting like in the gi. I love getting the bread yeah. cutter choke, paper cutter choke, and that north south kimura to the armbar is fucking. It's one of my best moves. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Especially because, especially you know, I don't, I'm not like ripped or anything, but my arms are, they're reasonably sized and they're fucking strong as shit. So Kimuras are a bad combination in that scenario. <laughs> yes, Kimuras are, are for good for like big motherfuckers. <clears throat> right? Especially, especially, um, like, like people like Chewy size, right? Like where, you know, they could just grab the grip and then you, you start passing thinking you're okay and the next thing you know that you're flipped over. Man, uh, Chewy's actually the reason I started doing north-south. See, uh, I, I'd never do north-south ever. And then like, uh, uh, say, me and my friends one day, two of my friends, we decided to go on a road trip, just drive two hours to this random gym in the countryside to go train there. And I was, wa- I was sitting in the back seat. I was tired because it's early in the morning. I was watching one of Chewy's videos. It was a transition from side control to north-south and then a Kimura. I was like, you know what? I'll do that at the gym we go to. And I tapped out nearly every mm-hmm. fucking person there with that fucking sequence. I'm like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, dude, it was like, how is this working so well? I've only just started doing this. It's fucking ridiculous. And then, uh, do you ever have something like that? You just start doing something straight away, like literally after seeing it, and it's just fucking clicking straight away. You're like, am I a god? Am I Helio incarnate? Bro, when I started heel hooking motherfuckers, like when I caught my first heel hook in a tournament, I was like, woo! Call me Jiu-Jitsu Jesus! Jiu-Jitsu Jesus. I don't know. Jesus or something. Something Jesus. Come on. Jesus wore white keys and he forever wore a brown belt. Cause that's oh, like that's like the twine he wore around his, his waist or something. Actually, so you talk about Helio, Helio right? Or you yeah. Jesus? No, Jesus, because like he's oh. always wearing that white robe, but like a brown twine. So I'm like, he's wearing a white key and forever wearing a brown belt. Man, it's like Helio always wearing a blue belt. Like, come on, bro. Put on a freaking black belt. You too, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, we're we're throwing shade at the two of them. We're t- jujitsu Jesus and literal the, Jesus. I I wouldn't say it to their face though, because I'll probably get like flying heel hooked and armbar at the same time. Would your man Helio even understand you? Would he need a translator? You get have Hicks in there. He's like, oh Helio, he said, oh I'm if he said this, my friend. Nah, bro. If, if you if you talk shit to Helio, he gonna know. He could take context clues. I think Helio would have fucked us both up as an old man, because I know. When I'm Helio's age, well, you know what I mean, like when I'm that age, yeah. I would have, I'm gonna fuck up my kids, like everybody. everybody <laughs> I, they put me in that dirt, I'm going Adam. Oh uh, man, to say if you and me fought Helio at the same time, we'd still lose, even though you know what you what you say. Even yeah, with heel hooks nowadays and worm guard and all that shit, you say we sit, we're still fucked. Well, guess what? I don't know worm guard and all that bullshit. So. Well, I I do. <laughs> Man, I love, lapel, I love lapel guard. Man, you see, that's why I don't even go in the gi, man. Fucking lapel guard. Yeah, lapel kick, guard. I just kick over that shit. 
Oh man, you never do Worm Della X or Squid Guard or Galaxy Guard. You don't. Bro, you don't do the what? Orbit Sweep. What? You did... Bro, come Bro, on. I break all of those fucking grips and I pass and I smash <laughs> and I get to the back and go bow and arrow. That's what I do. My geek game man. is real simple. Man, I nearly got put to sleep at my first blue belt competition in the bow and arrow, but like I defended it like oh, a motherfucker for a minute and a, a minute and a half straight. There was even referees from other matches like eyeballing my match, seeing if I'd go unconscious. Cause like, is that guy gonna get put to sleep? Yeah, <laughs> I, I escaped it though, so I'm happy. Probably uh, almost got choked to sleep once in the tournament, bro. That dude, and I don't even know. It's like. It's like the dude who beat me, I would have never imagined in a million years that somebody, like, he would have beat me. But I've seen him lose, like, a bunch of tournaments before, so I was like, oh, I'm going to kick his ass. See, my ego got in the way. That's why I got my ass whooped. So, I was a blue belt. And, uh, um, what you call it? So, he's on my back, and he's trying to choke the shit out of me and i just see like the the room getting dark and somehow it escapes it but he still ended up beating me by point mm. that's always a fun experience uh nearly being put to sleep that's that's a great gets fun yeah mm. yeah I'm a, <laughs> speaking of competitions do you have a favorite win under your belt i imagine it's the one where you recently killed that actually um if you go on my page there's a uh, there's a match I did against Tony Mello, um, and it's, it was at Substars, and um, the real the the reason why I like this so much is because he's he's a leg locker, right? And this is before I got into leg locks, and I knew basic defenses, and I wasn't scared to engage his game. So it was my first super fight at Brown Belt. I'm fighting an experienced leg locker. And we went at it. For the regulation, we were back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He, he got me in a heel hook when we first started, and I defended correctly, and I passed his guard. And then he tried to get me in another heel hook, and I escaped really quick. And then I did some stupid shit, and I ended up in a triangle, and, like, the room started getting dark. And then I look at my brother, and my brother, like, he looks at me, he's like, get the fuck up! And I escaped somehow. And then me and Tony just going at it. And then time came up and like we we're both tired of shit. And then um then we go into overtime. So overtime was first to score. So I took Tony down in the first couple of seconds of the match. And then in the second round of overtime, it was an overtime in substars, you could only pull once. So he pulled the first round and I was trying to trying to um pass his guard, pass his guard, pass his guard. I couldn't. And then in the second round, he couldn't pull anymore, so I took him down, and that's how I won. Oh, right. So he's regretting pulling there. He's like, fuck's sake, dude. I should have stand, be standing up like a man for a minute. Just for a minute. <laughs> well, no, but the cool thing was it was on 420, right? So we oh. afterwards. And, you know, that's the thing I love about jujitsu, bro. It's like if you don't have like a big ego and like you're not just like we're fighting. But I mean, like we're not fighting, fighting. You know what I mean? We're not punching each other. So, mm. you know, we smoked, and I thought, because when I saw him in the bullpen, I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, the winner has to buy the other one a beer. And he's like, because we were at a brewery where they had the event. So we were like, all right, and we agreed to that. So, you know, we won, I, I bought him a beer, and I won, I bought him a beer, and then we smoked. And then uh, he was like, hey, you should come train with me. And then he ended up becoming my leg lock coach. Mm. So that oh, was man. my favorite victory, because I got a, a good friend out of it.
Man, that's always great. See, you know, you meet the amazing people in jiu-jitsu. And, like, uh, I had a story. Like, I was friends with this one dude. I would always be chatting shit with him, like, sending my memes and stuff. And then I finally got the opportunity to fight him. And he fucking kicked my ass. And, you know, I say that solidified our friendship, if anything. <laughs> yeah. That, it, just, it just amplified it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, here's, I lo- I'm always curious about this one. What is... Uh, the first seminar you ever attended, and do you remember what was taught at it? I don't remember. Oh, I forgot the girl's name. Ooh, a women's. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's fu- it fucking. It was at Fight Sports though, because it was like on Saturday. Like I showed up to open mat, and it was like, oh, we're having a seminar. It's fifty bucks. I was like, all right. So I paid my fifty bucks, and I stayed. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, who it was. I just remember the female black belt that did it. It was at Fight Sports. But the very best seminar that I went to, right? Chewy, Chewy's was good, right? So that he's, he's, he's a hard number two. But the very best was Hoffa Mendez. Oh, I say uh, Chewy won't have any qualms of being uh, behind Hoffa there. He's like, uh, Drew, why are you picking me number two? Oh, Hoffa's number one? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way Chewy did his uh, his seminar because like, he gave you a sheet, right? That, like a little cheat sheet of everything that we went to and everything connected. Like I really like Chewy's, uh, Chewy's seminar. But Hoffa Mendes, he just has a, such a crazy knowledge. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, I can't even explain. It was just so fucking good. It was like just conceptual leg drag. Right, and we went over different ways to get the leg drag from different positions. Because I love leg drags, but half of Mendez's leg drags are just out of this fucking world. And I learned so much at that seminar. And it was just it was just different ways to get into the leg drag position, different ways you put your body, right? And it, it was awesome. Fucking loved it. Half of the, the man. In the gi, he's the man. Ooh, is he not the man in Nogi? I mean, I don't see Hopper being able to keep up with the with the Nogi guys of today. Oh well, it is what it these is. Leg lockers. <laughs> I think these leg lockers would fuck Hopper up. Yeah, we gotta Once we gotta I make we gotta make Hoffa this little uh, we gotta make this super fight happen. Hoffa versus these leg lock guys. Any one of them will do. <laughs> Bro, I would I would love to see a Hoffa versus Gary Sony. That would be fucking entertaining as shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I pay to see that. Mm-hmm. I pay yeah. like gold bars to see that shit. Yeah, no joke. Too. No joke, man. So yeah, have you ever integrated something from a seminar and it's become like very well, it's become like a key part of your game. It's just a mainstay. Uh, definitely uh, Hoppa's leg drag stuff. And Chewy has this pass which is like a, a surfboard, a surf something pass, where like you start going to one side and then you jump and you stuff the knee and next thing you know, you pass. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Cause yeah, I like all the flashy shit. Right, I, I, my jujitsu, I like pretty jujitsu. Mm. Yeah, you I know, like being... <laughs> I, I know you, we spent half, we spent like 40 minutes talking about Helux before we start this episode. I think I get that you like Helux. <laughs> I fucking love heel hooks. Uh, man, I can count on one hand the amount of times I finished someone with a heel hook. Once. Bro, 
I got to a brown belt. I got to a brown belt based on my athleticism. If we're gonna be real, I got it based on athleticism. Like I never been the most technical. Like I, I always was able to pass. Right, passing was always my shit. But as far as like having a good guard and all that, like never, never. So, but I, you know, I'm a, I'm a tough Brazilian motherfucker. So like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, so I swear, I got the brown belt based on my athleticism. But when I got to brown belt and I started doing leg locks, like that became the technical part of my game. For whatever reason, I love the aspects of like being able to get it from the bottom and being able to get it from the top to turn a passing position into a leg lock. I'll be in side control. And if you turn into me, I'm just going to like put my knee up and grab your leg and then now you're fucked. Oh. Right? Because a lot of people don't expect it from that position. They think because they're because you passed already, they think that you're gonna go for the back. So like they'll roll to turtle or they'll try to turn into you. So they roll to turtle, I'm gonna start attacking the back. But if they turn into me, right, I'm just going to like if if I'm on my uh whatever, if, whatever side, like I'm gonna stick that 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 uh I'm gonna stick a leg up so like now it's like in between their legs and then I grab, I cup the knee. And then I just fall back on it. And I'll start doing like the Lachlan guys, like false grip. And then I start playing with my legs. So that's cool. I, I love, I love fucking legs. They're, they're mm. Mm. You know what I really like? I love uh, fucking knee bars. I've recently gotten big into knee bars. Yeah. See, uh, especially Christian's video where you're pa- like, I love, I love passing half guard anyway. That's where I go to. I have really good passing from half guard. Like I get a dars from half guard or in the gi, I push you up with the gi, with the grip and fucking smush you. And then like, yeah. uh, but with the Christian one, you're passing the half guard, you're in the leg weave, you do a back step, you cup your tie and you have a fucking knee bar. And if they triangle their legs, fucking toe hold, double jeopardy. Mm. Fucking love that. Oh, I know what you're talking about. We have a black belt at our gym that does that. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's, that's, that's a solid, solid uh, technique right there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, it's just like, it's two in the morning where I'm at, so I'm fucking tired. Really? Man, because, you know, the time zone difference. Wow. But, I man, I, 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 I don't get to sleep till like, four in the morning anyway, so I don't give a shit. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> I have the sleep I schedule of a, of a fucking college student, even though I'm not one. You're, you're so. that age, bro. I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm I'm at the age where I can act like an Egypt, even though I'm not one. So lucky me. <laughs> an Egypt. Well, that's the expression here. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, we just stop chatting shit. You gobshite. You gobshite. Gobshite. What's that? Yeah. That's like, these American folks. That shit. Uh, gobshite. It's it's like there's nothing but shit coming out of your out of your mouth or gob. Gobshite, you, you're talking Gobshite. shit. Gobshite. You gotta say it real fast. Gobshite. Yeah, that's it. That'll do. All right, I'll do it. You're gonna awesome. teach me some. You're gonna teach me some Americanisms while we're here. It's, I can't just be giving you my secrets. Bro, motherfucker is as American as apple pie, bro. And <laughs> well, mo- <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker's international. Come on, dude. Give me some Arizona slang or sorry, Florida slang. Bro, I'm not from fucking Arizona. I don't know why I thought you were from Arizona. Sorry, I just misspoke. Oh, no, I'm from Florida, bro. Give me some Florida slang then. Like, is there any exclusive slang? I got to think about that. I don't know, because... Let me me, me chew on that for a second, because I I can't think of something like... (laughs) Uh, Chew on on that? Chew on that? 
<laughs> Chew on that. Uh, motherfucker. 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 Man, I, I like yeah. spelling it M U D A F U Q A. Motherfucker. I like spelling <laughs> it. I, I spell it like that. Motherfucker. Yeah, but like, motherfucker, yeah. son of a bitch. Like, son of a bitch. Man, one of the questions I reserve for coaches, we've gotten into that segment, is like, what would you say is the first technique or concept that you should be instilled in beginners? Oh, how to tap and base. That's why I tell all my beginners. I'm like, listen, like the the most essential skill in jujitsu is to learn how to tap because number one, it's gonna help you check your ego, and number two, it's gonna keep you safe. And then your base, right? Because when they first start, you know, you could sweep the you could sweep beginners like it's cool. So I just take a beginner and I, like I get like a like a blue belt, like a nice little salty blue belt or a purple belt, and it's like look, just just sweep them. You know, and I tell the tell the new beginner that they just need to, you know, if they're going one way, base with their hand, base with their leg, base with their head, you know, just get used to having a base. So that's my thing for beginners. Base and learn how to tap. Hmm. First and foremost. And then when you start advancing a little bit more, close guard and how to smash pass. Right? Because hmm. The thing about it is, like, me, I don't like to smash pass. But I think that there is, there are times where you must know how to smash pass, especially with all these modern games. And when you think of a beginner, right, when you think of safety, smash passing is probably the safest that, that you can do. And it develops good, good, good habits. So mm. smash pass and close guard. And then going from there... Then you start the open guards and the and the the open passing where you know you start leg dragging and leg weaving and doing all that cool shit, right? But that's what that's that that would be my suggestion for beginners. Mm. See, so, uh, what would be your preferred coaching style? Would you emphasize drilling, rolling, or specific sparring? What's your sort of favorite one to pick? I like drilling. Because I know that, like, the more I drill, the better that I get. And I know it sounds like, well, duh, but I spend a lot of my jiu-jitsu career not drilling enough. So I believe that, like, the constant drilling in the positions and then secondary would be specifics. Especially in beginners, if you get them used to drilling in specifics, then they won't be so addicted to rolling like the rest of us. Where it's just mm. like, you know, you just show up and roll. Mm. Right. I, I fucking huh? oh no see uh, you just finished oh, I forgot where I was going so you fucking what <laughs> I fucking uh, I fucking love specifics depending on the position as long as it's not like back specifics and it's my turn to have my back taken I'm like fuck my life even though I'm fucking annoyed to strangle like I've been told that like dude you're fucking really hard to choke and see you don't know because I'm, I look so calm when I'm being choked like, like a face like a Hindu cow like no fucks given. It's like, I, I whatever. I am the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be like a... My teammates, they're like, yo, like they... <laughs> anytime like I get in trouble in a tournament, like my face is just stone cold and they... I always get like comments about it. Like, how are you so calm? But you know, that's what jujitsu gives you. Like, because, you know, one thing I don't, I don't, I don't really subscribe to is like saying like when you're going to a tournament to say that you're going to war. Right, because I've been to a war, <laughs> the same shit, you know. And uh, the thing about it is, like, when you when you equate it to a war, 
you're 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 giving yourself you're giving yourself the anxiety, mm. right? Because in a war you could actually die, right? And words make up our world. Right? Helen Keller, she was she was blind, deaf, and dumb. Like she she said that until she learned language, her 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 entire world was just dark. And when she started to learn words, that's when her entire that's when like her darkness became a world. Okay, so it's important the words that you use. So when it comes to tournaments, don't call it a fucking war. Just a, mm. you're going to go roll. Like if you mm. now see if you want to call it a battle, like that's a bit more accurate because it's like a short event as opposed to being a long drawn out conflict instead of just being an afternoon it's sure. not really an, an it's not really an apt comparison to call it a war even by technical fucking thing this is like not that. accurate like if you want to call it a battle or a, or a skirmish or a, a, skirmish, you know, a, little, yeah. a little get together whatever or just a roll you're going to go roll i'm going to go roll with someone who doesn't like me and doesn't know me so okay i mean they don't like you i mean very few people you roll with in tournaments don't like you. You know what I mean? Unless you guys talk shit to each other beforehand. But for the most part, it's like two nervous people going against each other that uh, want to win a gold medal. Mm. Like, that's all uh, it is. And you plus, no one, no one, harder. plus, no one ever dislikes me. I'm so fucking charming. I know. Ah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I make friends with everyone in the fucking country before I fight them, so it's guaranteed. That's because dude, your fucking like, memes are the best, dude. Uh, I actually got recognized at a tournament one time. Like, uh, I was recording one of my guys' match and cornering for him. I was screaming my fucking head off like a maniac to make him because I, I thought he saw a leg lock opportunity. I was like, ah, fucking leg lock, leg lock, ah, fucking left, 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 straight up, straight up. I was going crazy <laughs> like nice. a fucking lunatic. And I seen this this one kid was kind of skulking around me. I was like, what's this kid want? And he fucking came over to me after I was done. He's like, uh, are you the meme guy? I'm like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus... Uh, an asshole. Uh, dude, plus I, had to, I was slinging all my t-shirts lately. I was getting a bunch of uh, requests for them. Oh, I and need one, bro. They're all gone. Oh, dude, I'll be making some new t-shirts soon. And... Uh, I'll reserve one for you. These t-shirts would be better than the last ones, so be happy that you're getting this one instead. All right, cool. I'm mm. with it. Like, I love supporting, like, my homies. Mm. Oh, right. man. I'm glad that you count me as one of your homies. My memes well, must I mean, be that good. We've been talking shit to each other for, like, the past six months, so you're definitely a homie. Because, listen, <laughs> talking shit is my love language, bro. Oh, man. Literally, I, I walk in the gym, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to talk shit today, right? And I walk into the gym, and somebody's just like, they'll look at me wrong. I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> and then I look at my best training partners, and I'm like, I'm going to fuck you up today. And I look at somebody else, and be like, what you going to do besides piss me off today? You know, and I was like, I'm heel hooking you. And I just start talking shit all the way to the locker room. And I come out, and I talk shit all through the roles. And we have so much fun because we're going hard. And every time they get a good position, I'm just like, what are you gonna do besides piss me off? And I'm like, as soon as I get out of here, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so fun. Like, cause jujitsu, it's literally therapy. It's 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 grounding. It's fun. Like, and all my training partners know that Drew's gonna talk shit, and it's gonna be hilarious. Oh man, you know it's always fun. Uh, 
when you're like you're getting your ass handed to you like uh like i'm always getting fucking like when someone's on my back they're trying to choke me and i'm escaping and shit I'm like oh is that all you got like when i'm in the middle of a bad yeah. position just, just to fucking annoy them so they yeah. so they slip up or one of the, my greatest ones was uh i was rolling with this one guy like uh he was like, wasn't as skilled as me, so I was the manhandling him. And I was having a full-on conversation with someone while I was manhandling. I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's just a way of it, man. While I'm in the middle of strangling this one guy. I'm like, yeah, you know, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just a way of it sometimes. Yeah. It's mm. all good. Let's see. Uh, what would you say is the funniest thing you've ever said to someone in a role? I say funny shit all the time, but I, I don't. Maybe the story will come to me, but my cousin, right? I have a cousin. We're cousins by marriage, but you couldn't tell that the way that we are now. Like it's been twenty years, and he he is like one of my favorite people on the planet, right? But the way that we express this love to each other is that. We'll walk into the gym, right? And I'll walk past him and I'll bump him. Down, <laughs> right? And then we give each other the dirtiest look. He's a blue belt. But he's like 190 pounds of blue belt, right? 100, oh. 200, you know, when he's been eating a little and lifting some, you know? And uh, when I met him, see, like, we're, we're both, we both have very similar personalities, right? So on one hand, like, we, we're nerds, right? Mm-hmm. So we used to play video games when we were little, right? A lot of video games when we were little. But we're also, like, little warriors, right? So I wasn't ready for the level of violence. Because he's older than me. The level of violence that him and my new cousins were accustomed to. So oh. it's like we're playing video games and we're all good. And then we go into the pool and I get my head slammed into the side of the pool. Oh, shit. And I was just like, oh, shit. So then that started me, like, my introduction, right, to, to my new cousins is like, oh, shit, like, it's on. So I grew up, he was always bigger than me. And I grew up, and we were, I would always try to fight him and always get my ass kicked. And then as soon as I came out the Marines, I started training jujitsu, And we start wrestling in his house one day. And he did something that looked like an over-under pass. And I was just like, you better be careful. I'm going to triangle your ass. And he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh god Yo, and i choked the shit out of him and i was like yeah and then uh all these years like i've been trying to get him to train jujitsu and then finally um he started training he's a blue almost purple belt now and him and i are gonna start our own gym together Mm. Man, how much shit did you give him when he was a white belt? Like, let's say you're chatting shit, like, man, shut the fuck up, white belt. <laughs> oh, all the time. He calls me white belt racist. I, uh, that's the only only people I'm racist against in this whole world against are white belts. Dude, you, it's it, it's not bad to be racist towards white belts. Fuck them. <laughs> They're not people yet, bro. Dude, like, a lot of a lot of people don't take into consideration the positive outcomes of discrimination. Like white belts, they'll get better if you discriminate against them. So fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Like every most of the injuries I've ever had was from a white belt, a big, strong white belt, and I'm just like, bro, can't do it. Bruh. Can't do it. So 
I, I rarely roll with the, the bigger white belts in my gym. I just leave them. I send a blue belt after them or a purple belt. Like, I'm not doing it. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to get injured. Fuck that noise. Yeah. But I will coach. Like, I, I have no issue. Like, I'll shit out of, you know, somebody. Because, like, I know I'm playing around right now, but, like, you know, I love, I, I love coaching. But um, got to stay injury-free, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, and if you don't mind me asking, your uh, gym that you're going to open up, what shall be the name of it, if you could want to tease that? I haven't even got that far yet. I haven't mm. even got that far. We, I know him and I are, like, our dreams since we're little, like, just be ninjas. You know, so <laughs> we we always, like, you know, wanted to have a gym, and, like, now we have the opportunity, so we're going to definitely move forward on that. Um, but I have no idea what the fuck the gym is. I just think of a gym, right, as like a playground. So I want to play with that, like, that feel. But I don't know what the hell I want to call it. Hmm. We'll talk some ideas after the recording's over, because I don't want to give away any gold on, on the episode. So, oh, shit. Well, dude, what if we come up with a really good name and someone fucking steals it? Then uh, we're going to have to have a match to the death. Exactly. So I won't have anyone stealing our fucking gym names. Fuck that shit. Yeah, got you. All right, so guys, yeah. we've reached a se- we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call around the specifics. Just a bunch of random questions. Some about jiu-jitsu, some aren't about jiu-jitsu. So, <laughs> do you want to th- do you want to do around the specifics, Drew? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, this is probably a loaded question. What's your favorite gi, Mister? Doesn't train the gi. Bro, uh, what's my favorite gi? Tatami. Ooh, t- tatami? Yeah, because my coach is sponsored by them, so I like I better say that. You know what I mean? Man, I love tatami. All my gi, I have twenty gi's all by them. All my no gi's by them, except for my chewy rash guard. But you know, make yeah. an exception. I love tatami. Yeah, I got my chewy rash guard too, bro. Love chewy's rash guard. Chewy's the man. No, he is. Yeah. Uh, man, when uh, I actually have a Humanzi rash guard on its way, and if uh, it's taken a while, but if people like it, it's just for me. I'll just represent the competitions. I might make some in future. We'll see. Yeah, make some ranked ones. I'll take a brown one or a black one. Sure. Know. Give me that oh, one man. For a black belt present. Yeah, like man, it. that'll Humanzi be a special. One. Plus, I'm gonna change the belt on the Humanzi to be black when I send that one to you. There we go. See, that's what I'm talking about. A douche. Yep. Uh, see what's it this one actually is a ranked rash card it's uh blue sleeves but with white shirts and then the logo on the front it's pretty nice. bitchin nice i might make some nice. ranked ones in future we'll see but then oh yeah sorry uh what's it uh whatever what's I, it? I, I support the homies you know ah oh, some man hey, respect dope. i like the humanity vibe yeah uh, see uh, i got someone i trained with to sort that for me she was uh it was a huge honor for me to, you know, huge so. honor for you, guys. Huge honor for me to get to watch it, guys. I'm here with Joe Phoenix. This guy, uh, he's a smart ass. <laughs> you do that way too good. Well, I do. I do it so often. I say huge honor for me on a daily basis. I say that every episode at the start. Huge honor for me. Uh, uh that's like. I can only do three impressions, and that's one of them. The other one is Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Oh, shit. He's just a, a fucking renaissance man, eh? 
<laughs> I know, man. It's just the way I am. So, yeah, what's it? Who's the most famous person you've rolled with? Besides Chewy. Uh, uh, oh, Thiago Silva. <laughs> Thiago Silva. Okay, mm, I'll allow it. Fighter. What? What? So, it's, it's crazy because um, Pablo Popovich, Right, he was his his dad is the one that like brought Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to um to Florida, and the team I'm under is the old team Popovich. So it's like Pablo had a school, and then he turned it over to AJ, and uh, AJ, you know, AJ Souza is my coach. Mm-hmm. So back when Pablo had his school, Thiago Silva came there looking for him with a gun. Right, and one day I was training at a at a at a different school that was that was um well we we all went to go visit a school it had like giant mats it was like this MMA place and uh, we were training there and I see Tiago Silva and we all look at each other like oh shit and I rolled to him it was pretty good but he's like you know two hundred like twenty five pounds and just mad you know what I mean he had on like a a gi that was like army fatigue. Fucking hell. Like a like a Kent Peters gi, he's always wearing one of them. Yeah. So that that was the, probably the most famous person I rolled with besides uh Chewy. Or Cyborg. Hmm. Like uh eh, Cyborg, I'll allow it. <laughs> that's it. I try to exclude people's coaches because you know that's an that's an easy answer. Okay. Uh, so yeah. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Oh man, uh, Ninja Turtles. Ooh man, I I tell this to everyone under the fucking sun that listen. Uncle Phil voiced Shredder. Uncle Phil? Yeah, Uncle Phil. Oh yeah, Fresh Prince. That was when I as I was getting older. That was my favorite show as well. But when I was a kid, Ninja Turtles. Man, under underrated. Yeah, for sure. I, I especially loved the 2003 series. That's the Ninja Turtles I grew up with. It was like oh. a bit darker looking. I thought that was fucking amazing. I loved the intro, the, the, the fucking theme song. It was so goddamn good. It was like sort of rockish and stuff. I st- still love it to this day. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I never got into that one. I was always with the other one. For shame, Drew. For shame. <laughs> uh, then, what was uh, your first video game console? What was your favorite game on it? Nintendo. And my favorite game, I think, was Ninja Gaiden. Oh, God. I hate when people say Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> Gaiden. Fucking hell. Ninja uh, Gaiden. Finally. Finally. <laughs> well, man, Ninja Gaiden. Like, I don't want to sound like an immature arsehole, but arsehole. Gaiden. <laughs> Gaiden, <laughs> dude, hard as fuck. Especially yeah. the newer ones are hard as shit as well. I never played them. Uh, they're fucking difficult. They didn't. They did. That's one thing they kept. No pussy shit. Oh shit, gotcha. Mm. Well, I'd say my What's favorite a... video game now, like of all time, is God of War. All Ooh, the, the new one. Oh my god, that's that got me because th- this is what happened. Um, I played video games growing up uh, until high school, and then when I joined the Marines, I stopped. 
And then my last year on, when I was guarding embassies, I decided to get a PlayStation and I got God of War 1 and 2. Because I always liked Greek mythology. So then I beat God of War Part 1 and 2 and then I started playing like the UFC game. So I started playing a little bit. And then I played God of War 3 and after I beat God of War 3, I stopped playing. So then PS4 comes out and I don't really pay too much attention to it. And then God of War 4 came out and that's what got me to start playing video games. And then mm. I beat that. I Oh my God, that game was one of the best games of, of all time. Oh man, you know, it's always fun. Uh, the, the two side games on the PSP, God of War, Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta. I fucking love those games. I Dude, un- un- underrated. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Chains of Olympus I had on the PSP. I used to play that shit on post. I can say that now. I can't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what are they, What are they going to do? Fucking uh, give you a dishonorable discharge a few years after the fact? Can't touch uh, these bitches. Can't touch these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What would you say is your most embarrassing injury, whether it be a jiu-jitsu injury or a non-jiu-jitsu one? Just the way you got injured was so fucking ridiculous. You're just embarrassed about it. Bro, I... Let me see. I, I don't know if this would count as an embarrassing injury, but this was just, like, fucking stupid. Like, somebody went to go pull guard, and for whatever reason, I think I sprawled or something. And like their knee went straight into my sternum. Ooh. I'm sure like I cracked the rib. Uh. That was like the most annoying dumbass injury that I've ever had. It was just like ah, man, that's like an inverted knee on belly. Yeah, it's belly on knee. Exactly. We gotta coin that belly on knee. Belly guard. on knee, bro. That shit hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do when you want to hurt yourself and go home early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man, if you could ban one position or guard from competition, what would it be and why? Ban one position. Or guard or whatever. Bro, fuck worm guard. Oh, man, fuck you. (laughs) No, no, no. Back up. 50-50 in the gi. Okay, I'll allow it because of the weird friction and gi pants and shit. No, bro, I hate 50-50 in the gi because... What IBJJF high-level belts, for the most part, have gotten to is motherfuckers will stall and stall by, like, they, they hit 50-50 and they put the gi under, like, some leg and they just hold it. And then it's just like a, like a seesaw, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, like one, of my, um, one of my homies, his name is Sebastian. Sebastian's a purple belt phenom, right? And he was, he was in the absolute division going against some other guy that I knew, right? And the guy is like 200 pounds. So, and Sebastian is like 135 pounds. Oh boy. Right? So they're fucking doing their little seesaw thing, seesaw thing, right? So, like, I'm coaching one of my students, but I'm watching Sebastian too. So it's like I'm coaching. And look, like I said, I ain't that technical. So me coaching, it's like, go! Yeah! I'm a fucking cheerleader. You know what I'm uh, punch his dick! <laughs> Do the dick twist! Right? Mm. right? That's the coaching you're going to get from me, that good old high-quality coaching, right? So I'm looking at Sebastian, so I'm, like, cheering on my student. I'm cheering on Sebastian from far away. And these motherfuckers are, te- are seesawing, right, for, for six minutes straight. 
Oh, or however many minutes straight. And then right before um, time limit was up, the guy, like, stood up, loosened up the grip, and somehow, like, got the points for, for, the, for the sweep. And then they stood up, and then the guy ended up winning because of the sweep. Ugh, man. I fucking so, hate that shit. I do not like stalling at all. Just be a fucking man. If you want to stall, do a different sport. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, and then right after that, I seen that with uh, Gianni Grippo fought one of uh, Lloyd Irving's black belts. And I watched that, and it was the same shit. And I'm like, bro, you two are way too good at jiu-jitsu to be stuck in this fucking position. Right? So 50-50 in the gi. 50-50 no gi? I love it because you can heel hook motherfuckers in that. But yeah, some, 50, no, 50 no stupid knee shit there. Yeah, so. Mm. Uh, man, uh, do you have any nicknames in the gym? Uh, do I have any nicknames? I don't know. They don't say it to my face. <laughs> yeah, anyone who knows Drew, send me his nicknames on the, on the down low. <laughs> but I'm always, bro, I have nicknames for everybody, whether it's like dick. <laughs> or asshole. I'm, I'm always verbally assaulting all of my training partners. Like I said, talking shit's my love language. Ah, man. It's uh, quite uh, quite the lovely language, if I do say so myself. Of course. <laughs> uh, man, what is your favorite song to roll to? Oh, that's a good one, bro. Damn, what is my... Oh! So, uh, if you go on... Uh... Ah, fuck. If you go on my Facebook, there was a I, there's a guy named Janai, right? We were both purple belts, and we were like gym rivals. And one day, I walk into the gym for an open mat. Oh, before I got there, he was like, "I challenged Drew Phoenix to a fucking super fight," and I was like, "I'm going to fuck this young man up." As soon as I get to the gym, I'm gonna warm up and fuck him up. I get to the gym, and he starts talking shit to me the the second I, I walk in. So I just put my gear on. And I'm like, let's go. I don't need to warm up for shit. And when you see the video, the song, um, hold on, as we proceed to give you what you need. Uh, <laughs> fuck, what is the name of the song? I can't even think of it. Husacha. Husacha came on, and it just went perfect with the role. And Janai was beating my ass the entire time. And then... The last like ten seconds, I got him in a uh, in a baseball bat choke because that's my favorite gi choke. Because what I do is I go to knee on the belly, I drive my knee into your sternum so you'll push it off, and as soon as you push it off, I take it back. Oh man, I I would that's on your Instagram, right? You have the video? No, no, it's on my Facebook. Ooh, I'm gonna look that shit up, man. Yeah, you gotta look it up, bro. I gotta look into it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite historical period like say you had a time machine where's the first place you'd go like as far as like any historic period or just yeah no uh, no for anything like you know you just want to see something in history go go see it whatever bro i would want to see like atlantis or lemuria Right, I would want to see those ancient civilizations. Like, were they all like what happened? Mm. Were they all cra- what they cracked up to be? Yeah, man. If they were so good, why they sink and why did they have fucking Khal Drogo ruling them? What the fuck? 
I don't know, bro. I would want to see that fall. I'd want to be there for the fall of man. Like, what happened? We're supposed to be, like, telepathic, and we're supposed to be all spiritual and be able to do all this cool shit, fly around and stuff. And and it's like, what happened? I wanted to see if that's – or if it's that bullshit. I know, man. Guess we'll never know. Because they burned down the Library of Alexandria. It's bullshit. Motherfuckers. I know. Ugh, fuck them anyway. Uh, dude, what's uh, your favorite philosophical quote? Oh, man, because I am a philosophy nerd. But um, I like the quote from Aristotle where he's like, uh, it's a mark of an educated man to entertain a thought without fully accepting it. Mm. No, that makes sense because, you know, you don't want to dis... Uh, what's it? Discredit... What's the fucking thing? The word uh, fucking... Dismiss. That's it. Dismiss. Dismiss something outright. When I give it some thought, some uh, some bit of your time, like to consider it, then you can make an educated decision that whether or not you agree with it or not. So like, eh, I thought yeah. about it. I'm not too keen on it. Uh, not my thing. Yeah, because here's the thing, right? We have absolute truths, right? We know the sun is gonna come up anywhere on that on the same horizon every fucking day, mm. right? We know the moon is going to do whatever the fuck it wants, whether it's going to be a full moon, a half moon, a, a crescent moon. And it's going to come up wherever it wants in the sky, but we know that the moon has its cycles, right? So we, we there's absolute truth. But when it comes to, like, philosophical ideas, certain ways of living, religion, uh, lifestyles, martial arts, whatever, there's always going to be, like, differences. There's always going to be something to learn, so... You know, I could entertain a thought, right? I, you could tell me about all your fucking lapel guards, right? I'll entertain the thought. And I don't have to fully accept the bullshit, right? You know? I don't fully have to accept it, but, you know, I'm an educated man, so I'll listen. I'll listen to your bullshit, and uh, I'd see if, you know, if it's valuable. And, you know, if you tell me something cool, then I might, I might adopt it. Mm. I you know you'll you'll listen for something that's worth listening to and you'll you'll take that away with you. Yeah, bro, because it you could always learn something. Like you could learn something from a white belt. Mm. You know. I, you know, th- not a fan of people getting so full bad. of themselves. Yeah, they're not so bad. You know. On, r- on rare occasion, they don't say stupid shit. No, they're gonna say stupid shit. But you know, sometimes they move weird, and you're like, oh man, I never even thought of that. Mm. Oh man. Do you want to hear the stupidest question a white belt's ever asked me? What? Uh, someone was like, oh, I heard belts don't matter, so can I just wear any color one to class now? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, I thought he was joking. I was like, <laughs> a nice one. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're joking, right? He's like, no. Nah. You know, and I, I have qualms with that, right? Because the people that push that philosophy are already black belt yeah no shit like like uh say i i was a bit fucking neurotic when i was like a white belt i was like man i want my fucking blue belts i want to get promoted and my guy's like man don't fucking worry about it. i'm like well dude you're a purple belt like you're you know you haven't really been in my position in quite a while yeah you know it's it's like it's like saying, you know, um, Marine saying like, "Oh, rank doesn't matter." Like, yes, the fuck it does. There's a hierarchy for a reason. Yeah, like you know, it's not. It doesn't mean everything, obviously, but like it is important. And to say it isn't is 
a fucking lie. Yeah, and and you know it's it's an achievement, right? If if belts didn't matter, then I mean, why have a belt system? You know, right? It's not good to focus on the belt itself, but when you put in your hard work, it's nice to be awarded, especially a jujitsu belt because it takes so long to achieve. Mm. Right. So me, I'm on the cut. Like I'm coming up on my black belt. It's like, of course. I care about the fucking belt because I've been busting my ass for all these years, you know, injuries and, 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 and getting hurt and, you know, life shit and having to make sacrifices and paying money out the wazoo. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much investment in this. Of course I want a black belt. Mm. It sounds a lot cooler than saying I'm a brown belt. The girls like when I say I'm a black belt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, see, uh, what's it? It's like almost like a fucking pilgrimage or anything. It's like one of Homer's, Od- it's like Homer's Odyssey or anything. The fucking black belt journey. <laughs> exactly. So belts It'd be a, a Greek, uh, a Greek, a Greek epic at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. So don't focus on the belt, but I like the belts. Mm. Yeah. Now see. Uh, you know, just train for training in and of itself is is its own reward, and belts belts will come in time. Just don't be like too fucking. Just yeah. don't lose sleep over it. You know, don't and go don't crazy. Don't be the asshole that's gonna ask your coach for a belt. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't. I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but if I was a coach and someone asked me for a belt, I'm like, okay, you're not getting it for another six months now because I you just fucking. You're like, yeah, man. Uh, you're not getting it for another six months just because you asked me that. Even if you're good enough, just fucking shut the fuck up about that. Because you'll probably be the person who quits anyway the second you get it if you're like acting like that. Right, and and it shows that there's no, there's a lack of maturity, especially if you're a brown belt asking for a black one. Because that, that's the that's the biggest deal. Like, let's be real. Some people think it's white to blue or blue to purple. No, it's fucking brown to black. Like, that's the that's literally becoming the fucking the pinnacle and like the example set for people when they walk in like oh i want to be like drew drew is a black belt and you know because you know yeah. they want, you, you have to set the example like for sure if you're an immature shithead that's not a good representation so you know yeah exactly because at that point like all of us are representative of the sport but when it comes to like, a, 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 like from a business perspective, but people think martial arts and they look towards the black belts, right? The black belt, that's like the pinnacle, right? Everybody, like they want to train martial arts, they want to get their black belt, hmm. right? They respect the black belts. They look up to the black belts. So you must conduct yourself as a representative of the sport, right? Of the martial arts. But if you're if you're not but if you're just all like, you know, just loosey goosey, don't give a fuck about anything, right? You 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 don't conduct yourself as a black belt, then you're setting a bad example. Because one mm. thing they taught us in the Marine Corps is that you're a direct reflection of your leadership. Yeah, like what's it gonna look like if you're fucking uh if all the newer guys are acting the bollocks like it's obviously fucking well, someone clearly didn't straighten them out beforehand, so that's the reason they're acting like bollocks is yeah. Like, I... <laughs> all right. Because, you know, sometimes the old sergeant comes out, right? I remember this one time, there was this new white belt. And I didn't realize 
at this at that point, but he had like a little thing going on with him that was like social, like he didn't understand social cues. So I can't give him like a mental health diagnosis, but there was something going on there, but I didn't realize it. So um, a black belt was running the class and I think I might've been a purple belt at the time. And he just kept asking the most off brand questions. Like we were doing warm up scenes, like, are we almost done? And I look at him like, what? Right. And then he just kept asking those crazy questions like that. And like, it just sounded like it was rude. And then finally, like, I like, I just blow up and I was, yo, what the fuck? Right. And, it's, and the, the instructor looks at me. He's like, true, chill. True, chill. Right. Because that's how it is in the Marine Corps. Like if somebody's being disrespectful to like a higher rank, like you handle that. Mm. So in my in my mind, my Marine brain, it's just like, this white belt is disrespecting the black belt and me as a purple belt, I need to go enforce. Mm. Right. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, that's it. What's his son? I got a bit off track. It's like, um, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? The worst move? Movie. Like film. Oh, oh my God. What is it? Uh, this is the end. Oh man, that movie fucking sucked. Like oh, uh, with James, James Franco and all them. Yeah, and it and it had potential to be good, but Jesus Christ! It started off good, like the first fifteen minutes were good in my opinion, but then it just went to shit. Yeah, it went to shite. Oh man! Like man, what Emma Emma Watson attacks someone with an axe and then she robs them. I'm like, what is up with this movie? And then James. And I was just, uh, I'm, and then your man, that fucking, um, what's his name from Hot Tub Time Machine? He has like a towel slung over his shoulder for the whole movie. I'm like, yeah. why does he have a towel slung over his shoulder for the whole movie? What the hell? Yeah. Is, is there some fashion cue I missed it that day? I don't know. I don't know. But that dude's funny in other movies, but not that one. It was just that movie was just done so horribly. Mm. No, no, no disrespect to your man. He was good in Hot Tub Time Machine, but I'm just saying he probably should. He was good in Miss March too. Did you see Miss March? Uh, nah. Stop. Oh, I never, his never seen that. His character is a rapper named Horse Dick Dot MPEG. That movie <laughs> is hilarious. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I love him already, but it's by the name he was using. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we got a bit of. Yeah, we got a bit of a moral conundrum here. If you're up for it. Let's go, bro. I'm, you know, I'm a fucking philosopher. <clears throat> Would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Solve world hunger because with food you can cure cancer. <sighs> oh, sorry, dude. Sorry. Besides. No, that's a good way to look at it. Besides, one of the kids that uh, what's it, who who saved from world hunger might grow up to cure cancer one day. So that's one way to look at it. That's true. And then if you look at like institutes like the uh, fuck, I forgot their names. Who's the 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 father of modern medicine? Hippocrates. I oh yeah. He, right. They have like little like Hippocrates like institutes or something like that. I don't remember what it is, but I know they have one down here. Where you go there and like they have you like on a regiment of like green juices and stuff like that, and they've been shown to like have like improvements on cancer patients. But Dr. Sabi, you know about Dr. Sabi? Uh, I don't know. Nah. All right. 
Dr. Sebi is a black dude from Honduras, right? That came that uh, came to America, and he went off of the Hi- Hippocrates philosophy of like let food be like medicine and let medicine be like food, mm. right? Because what he realized is that like all diseases are caused by excess mucus secretion. So what he did is he created a diet that was all food that were alkaline. So it's like vegan and it's alkaline. And that by ingesting this alkaline electric food diet, he was able to reverse diseases. And the, and the U.S. Supreme Court even took him to court. And he had to produce um, multiple, like an X amount of patients for, he, he claimed in a newspaper that he cured AIDS, he cured herpes, he cured cancer. And he even got brought up on the Supreme Court. And he had medical documents proving that he healed it with food. Hmm. And, you know, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. They murdered his ass a couple years ago. Oh, shit. They, they whacked him? Yeah, he was in the airport, and apparently they, he got arrested and, and died in police custody somehow. Was the surveillance camera footage conveniently erased that day? Um, I believe so. Hmm. Funny that. It's, that's know. quite the coincidence. Mm. You know? It's you a bit, know. Bit, uh, you know. You heard me? <laughs> yeah, Hermie. Yeah. Yeah, boy. I mean, uh, in your expert opinion, do you think you could pull off a handlebar mustache? Hmm. I don't know. My mustache doesn't grow like my beard, bro. Mm. You do have a glorious beard, to be fair. It'd be a shame to get rid of it all just for the sake of a wispy mustache. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, man, what would you say is your jujitsu spirit animal? A fucking lion, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what's so what's so lion about like about you besides that you look like a scar from the Lion King with uh, the black <laughs> hair and the weird beard? <laughs> Do you have a scar? I haven't seen your mug in a bit. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I don't have, I don't know if I got scars. <laughs> But I don't know. I just, I just obsessed with lions. Like I, I, I have a two hundred pound wooden lion sculpture that I got while I was in Africa. Bro, man, and it's that's in my fuck- dude. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah, that's mm. my favorite animal in jujitsu. Say, so, uh, let's say you became president of Earth. What's the first law you'd enact? Oh, that's a good one. President of Earth. Mm. First law I enact. Damn, that's a good one. Hold on. What's the first law I would enact? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, I would. Uh, I don't know if it's, it would be a law, but I would seize all of Nikola Tesla's work. I'd take it back. And I have my my uh, my administration give the world free energy using his Ooh. technology. Yeah, man, that's a good fucking idea if I do say so myself. Yeah, it's like we're like if I'm president of Earth, like we're working together in this bitch. Mm. Like no more of this 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 bullshit uh, wars. Like none of that. It's all bullshit. We're either gonna work together, we're gonna make this make this bitch a better place, or. No, that's what we're doing. I'm fucking president. Hmm. Uh, man, I think uh, a very good solution to a lot of problems is uh, fucking 
uh, no point sub only jiu-jitsu match I think that'd be a good solution to get every pres every like leader of a country if they have a problem with another country fight the leader in a jiu-jitsu match bro Putin would fuck everybody up well, he just does judo. He he may not have a good ground game. He might just Bro, be good at takedowns. Bro, he knows someone that was man. He 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 knows some shit. Putin would fuck Trump up, man. Like, <laughs> well, no shit. There's an age difference, duh. <laughs> <laughs> all all Donald Putin Trump does is eat. Even Putin hmm? at Trump's age, he's gonna be way healthier because Putin takes care of himself better. Man, uh, fucking. Do you ever see uh, Putin's fucking videos about being a beast master and stuff where he's hunting bears in the wilderness with no shirt on? I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Russians are some hard motherfuckers, man. Mm. It's fucked up. Uh, Drew, we got the last question. Are you prepared for the last question? Ooh. Always. Always, man. <clears throat> yeah. You pumped? I'm fucking pumped. Let's do it. <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. uh, man, uh, what's the most important lesson you've learned in all your years of jiu-jitsu? Oh, that it's not only a physical practice. Mm. When, when, when you really break down jiu-jitsu for what it really is, right? It's trust, communication, connection, right? Uh, it's it's learning how to make sound decisions under pressure right it's a lot more than just fighting and when i talk about trust right if you get me in a rear naked choke i have to trust you enough that this stranglehold that you got on me that can kill me that i tap your 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 body that you're gonna let it go that you have enough self-control to let go when you have me in such a vulnerable position. You know, it's like things like that that build trust, right? You you build communication like that because it's like you have to communicate, right? There's connection. We're always touching. You know, we're pushing each other. We're making our adrenal glands secrete. You know what I mean? Like it's so much deeper than just a physical act. So that's one of the most important things I learned from jujitsu. Mm. man that was a great fucking answer so guys we've reached the end of the podcast yeah if you want to check out drew's hey. uh <laughs> instagram it's at uh was there like a feedback or something i'm kind of hearing stuff there no no, no bro because uh one of my blue belts right he me and him go back and forth all day and he just sent me a message <laughs> and it's a girl pointing holding a sign that says whose guard sucks <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You're a God. dick, Desi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guys, if you want to follow Drew, it's at Drew underscore Phoenix. It'll be in the description. Drew, do you have anything to say before we shoot off? Hey, man, look. If you're on the mats, stay on the mats. If you're not on the mats, get on the mats, man. Jiu-Jitsu is just so fucking beautiful, and it's an art that needs to keep going it needs to keep blowing up man and uh thank you for what you're doing and you know like we need to talk about this more especially like with the crazy shit that's going on in the world it's like yo we need more jujitsu right just mm. like those things that i just talked about that it's more physical man like imagine if all the policemen of the world trained jujitsu how mm. much of a better system of policing we would have because not mm. only will we have people trained in non-lethal defensive tactics we will also have policemen who we we need it during times of danger, right? During times of uh, emergency, 
who we call upon, right? Imagine them responding in a way that they're used to making sound decisions under distress. Mm. Plus, like, uh, it's an accountability thing as well. Like, say they do go fucking way overboard and they do some, they do end up killing someone. Like, it's obvious, like, oh, you were fucking trained properly. You did, you were trained you not to do shit like that. So, yeah, fuck, fuck you. It's an accountability and thing as well. For sure, for sure. And, you know, one thing, one, one piece of uh, pushback that I get is like, oh, well, what if the cop just takes it and he, and he, and he just gets egotistical about it and, and just wants to hurt people with it? Now, granted, I'm not saying that that can't happen, but everybody that knows jujitsu that trains with police probably humble a policeman at, like on the daily. You know, everybody gets humbled by jujitsu. You have that 120 pound female that will fuck you up, the 120 pound purple belt, right? That comes and fucks you up. You get humbled real fast. Hmm. Yeah, man, uh, getting fucking destroyed by a tiny little woman is uh, quite the ego bruise. You'll get over it after it happens the hundredth time, though. Yeah, no. I remember when I was a blue belt, I rode with Sofia Amarante. She's like 110 pounds of, 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 of honey badger. <laughs> she's mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on the mats, she's the sweetest person in the world. But she, on the mats, Jesus Christ. Oh, and, God. Uh, yo, she fucked me up back then. Hi. So, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Oos.